Well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining me today on the Wave Capital's guest speaker series on relationship building in a team environment. You're my 19th guest on this podcast. I really enjoy you being here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be uh, guest 19. Guest 19 is a lucky number. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you think of relationship building in a team environment, how would you define relationship building? That's a tough one, but I think how I would define relationship building in a team environment, I mean, I work in a, a team environment and relationship building is huge. And, you know, one example of a way that I like to do that is positive feedback with whoever I'm working with. And I think building people up um, as part of the definition of relationship building is huge. So I would just kind of say working together, finding out what, what each person's strengths um, is and kind of catering to those strengths would kind of be how I would define relationship building. And, you know, you've had a lot of stops, you know, throughout, you know, your career, which one stands out to you? And was there a certain mentor or someone you worked with that you felt really gave great advice about, you know, networking? I would say my stop at Valley Sports North was really a huge one for me. I felt like it was a dream job come true for me. And I just feel like the bosses that I worked for there were so thorough in the way that they coached each and every one of us and helped develop us, develop us and really gave us some quality feedback that I still kind of use to this day. And I think they were huge in my development in this, in this crazy career. And I'd like to give all the credit to, to all my bosses at Fox Sports North, because they were just fabulous in watching us and listening and, you know, working with us. And so I'd, I'd have to go with Fox Sports turned Valley Sports North in Minneapolis. That's, that's great. And then I saw that you on your LinkedIn profile that you work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and WFLA talk to me about those experiences and, you know, what made you want to make the transition from Fox Sports North? Um, I think in this job, you always kind of want to move on to the next best thing. And I always feel like once I feel 100% comfortable at a certain place, I'm not challenged anymore. I always feel the need to move on and, and find a place of work where I feel challenged and challenged to a certain extent that I just feel like I'm getting better every single day. And I feel like once I kind of did the local news thing and I felt like it wasn't hard for me anymore, I wanted to move on. And then, you know, the regional sports network came calling and that was definitely a challenge in itself, hosting 30-minute pre- and post-game shows with no, with no teleprompter, which is something that I, I definitely wasn't used to, but it was a challenge, and um, I'm definitely glad I decided to make that move, but I mean, my stop in Tampa was great. I live in Tampa now, um, loved everyone at WFLA, and, and working with the Bucks was, was awesome. Unfortunately, back then, they weren't as good as they are now. Tom Brady was not a member of the team when I covered the Buccaneers, but um, great experience, great learning experience, and um, definitely helped me get ready for the next move at Valley Sports North. Yeah, and I grew up there and I lived there for 14 years and I was a freshman when they won Super Bowl 37. So to see oh, the wow. team come back full circle and win last year's Super Bowl, and I hope that they can repeat this year would be just amazing. And, you know, Tom Brady 
doing what he's doing at the age of 44 is uh, nothing short uh, than remarkable. Um, when you think about the industry that we're in, what do you like about it? What do you like about telling stories? Is it more about you know working with the production team, getting ready for an assignment, meeting new people every day? You talk about being challenged and obviously looking for new opportunities, but are there one or two things that you say, you know what, I can see why relationship building is so important in a team environment because it allows me to do my job even better. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely all about networking and building relationships with each and every crew that you work with. I mean, when I worked for the Big Ten Network, you're working with, for the most part, different people each and every week. So building relationships with, with those people can carry on to the future. So that's always a benefit to me. But I guess something that I really love about the industry is that it's different every day. I don't do the same thing every single day, even if I'm, you know, working with Big Ten Network or Valley Sports North and I'm hosting a, a 30 minute show or a, a two hour show. Yeah, I'm doing the same, I guess, assignment every single week, but the content's completely different. So that's what I think I like so much about it. It's not that I'm sitting at a desk from nine to five every single day and not interacting with people. I get to go somewhere new for the most part, travel, um, be with people that maybe haven't, I've never met before and um, do a show with completely new content every single week or when I was in Minneapolis every single day. I mean, baseball games are similar in a sense that they're every single day in the summer, but each game has a completely different story and each pre and post game show is completely different. So I just think it never gets monotonous. It's never boring. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm all about meeting people and I'm definitely a people person. So getting to interact with, with new people on a daily basis in this industry is always fun. Yeah. And I can definitely relate when I was a studio production assistant for ESPN I worked for ESPN and ABC and every Saturday for 13 straight weeks, this was back in 2011, I was working with you know, Jesse Palmer and the late John Saunders, Lou Holtz, Mark May, Robert Flores, Todd McShay. You know, the list goes on and on, you know, of all the talent I got to work with, John Anderson, Scott Van Pelt. And, you know, that was what I did on Saturdays. But during the week, I got to edit highlights for SportsCenter and Baseball Tonight you know, became a good friend of Tim Kirkjans and he became a good friend of mine. And, you know, you remember all those relationships that you made then and then a decade or more later, they still exist because you, you want to keep up with those relationships because they do matter along your journey. And I think that, you know, for someone like you who have seen different areas of the industry and worked at different, you know, stations or networks, you know, you, you start, you know, formulating like what is the next environment that you think you are going to thrive in and where you want to go and do you feel that you at this point have thought of some mentors along the way that you've that you've made who've made a difference I mean do you have any role models that in the industry that you know who you look up to um I mean yeah there are tons of you know role models that I look up to in this industry I think I mean obviously Aaron Andrews is probably a pioneer in the industry uh, when I was younger she's someone I definitely looked up to so I would say uh, her and Carissa Thompson are two women that I really admire I know they do two completely different things one's more of a reporter Carissa does more in-studio hosting but I think those two are just great examples of you know what to do in this industry I mean they've reached the highest level and they just do it do their jobs 
week in and week out so effortlessly. So I guess those are some people that I definitely look up to in terms of mentors. I mean, yeah, there are tons of people that I talk to behind the scenes as well, um, who maybe aren't as well known as those two. But I mean, in this industry, I feel like I'm always asking for advice and people are always asking me for advice. So I guess no one really knows the correct answers all the time. And I believe this industry is just so subjective that, you know, you might be one person's cup of tea and you might not be another person. So um, yeah, there's tons of people that I talk to on a daily basis who are in the, in the industry who are maybe not as well known as those two who I bounce ideas off of here and there. Um, but I'd have to say what uh, Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews are two, two women I, I really do look up to. Yeah, that's great. And they're, you know, widely known in our industry. And um, I haven't had the uh, privilege of meeting Erin Andrews. Uh, I did see her, you know, from a distance in the where all the studio production assistants worked back, you know, when I worked at the network. Uh, but her dad, Steve Andrews, worked for WFLA and he knows, you know, Gail Sarens and, you know, all the people who have worked at that at that station. So, you know, her being from, you know, the Tampa area, I think is, um, great because she represents you know one of the best uh of the industry coming right from the state of florida do you foresee yourself maybe wanting you know as a dream job to be in this in a position similar to hers covering games like that or is there a specific sport that you like covering the most yeah i mean getting to do her job obviously is a dream job for most people that would be you know amazing she's been at the top of her game though for a long long time and i don't foresee aaron andrews going anywhere anytime soon um so yeah i mean that would be a, a great job i mean i also like hosting in studio as well that's kind of where i've gotten a majority of my reps in this in this business so far is in studio hosting has much reporting although you know, being at the game and, and reacting to a last second touchdown and getting to speak to the players is something that I definitely want to do more of. But um, in terms of a dream job, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think working this industry in itself is, is a dream job, but willing to do, you know, whatever the next step may be for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you have plenty of time because, you know, we're in our thirties and, you know, every decade is always a defining decade to, you know, really reach your full potential and even try to exceed your full potential and what you can do in an industry. And it's so dynamic. It's changing all the time. A lot of technology, a lot of social media, a lot of, you know, instantaneous things just happening. And, you know, talk about just interacting with your colleagues and, and fan, how much did you really, uh, importance to like fan engagement in your job did you ever stop to like look around the stadium and say wow you know i'm not just a spectator i'm actually somebody who's calling a game or hosting a game i mean how much did that you know dawn on you i guess in your job so far um not really um i guess i mean i guess my fans are on social media and, and instagram and things like that but i guess I do take in whenever I go into a stadium or, you know, I'm on set for something. I do take in just the coolness of the moment. I mean, it's, it's a job that a lot of people want and, you know, not everyone in the, in this world can have, but um, so I guess I, yeah, I do take it all in and it's, it's great to do what I do. And if someone does have a sign or something for me, that's always 
fun and uh, love interacting with the fans, but I guess it's not something that I'd necessarily think about on a daily basis when I'm doing my job. It's just, I'm happy to be here. And if there's some fans along the way, well, I'm lucky to have them. You know, it's always good to, you know, notice, you know, who might admire what you're doing and maybe they'll look up to you, people who are younger who want to get into the business. And, you know, maybe there are certain ways of you delivering a message or how you, you know, interact or inter interview like an athlete or working with your colleagues on set, you know, there's just something that they, they take from that. Uh, what made you want to get into this industry? Was it something that you've always wanted to do? Or when you had to pick a major in college, you were thinking, Hey, this is something I want to do. No, it wasn't something that I always wanted to do. I know a lot of my friends knew they wanted to do that, wanted to do this when they were, I don't know, three, four years old or something like that. I think it was more of me realizing how much I loved and enjoyed sports and realizing that this was a job that I would be able to do and, and work in sports and be able to, you know, interact with all types of people and still be in and around the game and get access to, to certain things that, you know, someone on the outside or in a front office wouldn't necessarily get to have access to. So I guess maybe when I was 12 or 13, I kind of realized this is what I wanted to do and think it would be a great job to stay involved with sports. And I mean, I've gotten to be involved in pretty much every major sport up until this point, which has been such a blessing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been a fun ride and uh, I'm still happy. I decided to take this career path. It's definitely not an easy one, but um, it's been a very rewarding, a very fun ride so far. And, you know, when you think about your family and growing up, you know, talk to me about relationship building there and how is your interaction just whether you're with your parents and, and siblings and did they notice your passion early on, you know, where you might want to be in front of a camera? I mean, how supportive have they been in the industry that you're in? They've been extremely supportive. I mean, I think their relationship that I have with every single member of my family has been huge in, in everything that I want to do in life. Uh, my relationship with my dad, especially, um, very sports-minded people. And I've always, you know, I've grown up around sports. I always was playing sports. So when they found out that this is something that I wanted to do, I actually had a discussion with my dad about it. And he was like, well, why don't you do sports broadcasting? And I said, okay, sounds good. I'm, I'm going to try to do this. Um, he was extremely supportive of that choice and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, my family's relationship with me and just the support that I get from them on, for the most part, every show, every broadcast is just so, I value it so, so much. And it's just a huge part of who I am as a person, just my relationship with, with my family is huge. And I, I definitely owe a lot to them for helping me get to where I am uh, up until this point in my career and uh, very thankful for their support. That's great. And when you think about one or two things, you know, maybe like personality or character trait, what do you think, if you can think of a couple things, what do you think allows you, allows you to do your job so well? Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely have to have talent to do this in a, in a certain respect. And I've been blessed that I do have some talent in order to do this, but I would definitely have to say um, perseverance is huge. Um, 
this industry, you get a lot more no's than you do get yeses. So the ability to put your head down and persevere when someone in the corner might not believe in you or someone in front of you might not believe in you is huge. And I would also say organization slash preparation is big, right? So before every big game, you have to know all the ins and outs of who's playing. I mean, the national championship game going on tonight, you got to know all the facts, who's playing, uh, things like that in order to be prepared so that you're ready come game time. If anything goes wrong or if anything's thrown at you that you're not necessarily, that you haven't necessarily planned for, you're ready to go. So those are the, those are the two that I'd pick. So perseverance and then organization slash preparedness. When you prepare for something and your mindset is, hey, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability and I'm going to put 100%, 110% focus into it. And having a passion and having the aptitude are all major things. And being able to work in a team environment and knowing that while you're on your assignments every day, you know, in your subconscious you know, mind, you are building those relationships. So when you think of you know, different parts of the industry. Did you, did you ever say yourself, hey, maybe I want to work for an NFL team or an NBA team. Maybe I like what's going on and learning about what's going on maybe with the front office or management. I mean, have you ever thought about, you know, PR or communications or any other aspects of the business? Quite frankly, no, not really. Um, I guess if I were to decide one day I no longer wanted to do this, which I don't ever foresee, maybe I'd give that a look. It's good that you have the confidence and you have the vision to know like this is what I want to do on a daily basis and this is where I want to continue to go make you know indelible marks along your journey um what do you feel that maybe you learned even as early as your college days about hey this is what I want to do were there any professors or were there any like classmates who you had who you still stay in touch with who you keep in touch with and telling about your journey yeah, I mean, there's tons of people that I worked with at school that I still keep in touch with in the industry, for sure. I went to the University of Michigan, and it wasn't necessarily known for for its broadcast program, but through, you know, extra work on the side, we had a student-run TV station that I got a lot of um, reps at and did a lot of work with, and there were some people that worked there who are, you know, in the industry now and have had successful careers, so of course they're still people that I, I stay in touch with um, from school. And it's just always nice to see see them doing well also. And the fact that, you know, you were working at the Big Ten and University of Michigan's a Big Ten school. My sister went to Purdue, another Big Ten school. The Big Ten is great. Where, did that give you a lot of pride knowing that I not only went to Michigan, but I, I get to cover, you know, Michigan sports in the process? Oh, yeah. I mean, that job was huge. Um, it was, it was extremely fun getting to travel every single week and, and visit every Big Ten school. There was a lot of memories that I have from my first football season at the Big Ten. And of course, going back to Michigan and doing a broadcast there when I was not a student um, was very special to me. I love that I went to the University of Michigan, very proud graduate of that school. And I think the Big Ten Conference is the best in the world. So it was an honor and a privilege to uh, cover football for them this past season. And to see Tom Brady, who's a Michigan graduate, and he won national championship in, in 1997, you know, as a member of the University of Michigan, and to be leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an organization you worked for at one time, 
uh, I think it's, it's, it's great, you know, for your school to be represented on such a high level, you know, even with Michigan this year, with what Jim Harbaugh did, and even though they didn't make it to the national championship game, I mean, it was such a strong, strong season. How much of this football season and how well that they did made you feel like, wow, it's what great progress has my alma mater made and having a coach like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I think Michigan football has always been, I mean, pretty decent, maybe not as decent or as good as Ohio state in, in recent years, but I mean, yeah, there's tons of pride um, associated with having Jim Harbaugh come to coach. I hope he stays. I hope he doesn't go to the NFL. Um, when I was leaving school in 2015, graduating, that's when Jim Harbaugh was first coming in to coach. So we were super excited about that hire. And um, it was a great year. It was, as an alumni, just great to watch this season. Um, unfortunately, we wish the game against Georgia would have been a little bit different, but just so proud of what he's been able to do uh, with that football program and all the guys that have Declared for the NFL draft. I'm looking forward to following their careers and just obviously wish all of those guys and, and the best, the most success possible and uh, hope Jim Harbaugh stays in Michigan. Yeah. And it, it remains to be seen if, you know, if he does make the jump back into the NFL, but he's been so successful wherever he's been. You talk about your relationship with your dad, you know, as you transition into your next role, how much guidance or how much do you talk to him on a, daily basis yeah I mean I definitely consult him he you know worked in the sports world in a different capacity than I did obviously playing sports in uh the MLB so his expertise my expertise are a little bit different but I mean in terms of connections and things there there's definitely some overlap there so yeah I mean I definitely run things by him uh you know what I'm thinking next and he gives me his feedback but to some extent, I mean, my dad wasn't a, a sports broadcaster, so he doesn't know the ins and outs of this business. And unfortunately, this business is changing, it seems, day by day with the emergence of social media. So I don't know necessarily where it's going to be in the next, you know, five to 10 years. We'll have to see about that. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely a key influence in my life and in, in this job. But yeah, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time right now and, and try to navigate what's next for me for sure. And when you think about the relationship with maybe your mom or siblings, you know, how are those relationships? I'm sure like they're special in their own way, but, you know, you can learn a lot from relationship building and team environment within your own family. And I guess it can extrapolate out to, you know, some of the skills that you learn in the professional sense. But, you know, are your other family members, you know, very much in the sports scene in terms of like being fans or just appreciating the industry that you're in? Yeah, they're not as sports-minded as maybe my dad and I are, but they've grown up with it. My sisters played sports. My mom obviously grew up in the sports world, marrying my dad. So yeah, they're definitely supportive and I guess appreciative of, of what I do, but they're not as sports-minded as I am, but they definitely are big supporters of mine and I'm very thankful. And, you know, when you think about the relationship building you probably have done within your jobs talk to me about you know tampa you know are you enjoying it do you like living there do you see yourself you know staying in tampa in your next job or it seems like because you've traveled to different places working in different jobs you're open to maybe going to another city but how much has tampa meant to you in the time that you've been there 
it means a lot to me. I mean, I, I moved back here in August and moved back for a reason. I'm not originally from Tampa. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. So it obviously means a lot to me. I love this city. Um, I love all the people that I got to meet when I was at WFLA, all the people with the Bucks, the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Rays, all fabulous. So it's definitely a place that, yeah, I would like to stay for a long, long time, but we'll have to see uh, whatever job is next for me. But I do anticipate calling this place home you know, if it's not now permanently in the future permanently. Yeah. And you know, that's, what's, that's, what's great about Tampa. I mean, I, I growing up there, you know, I've, I met a lot of people from like the Midwest. I always seemed like, like the Midwest always like migrated down to the West coast of Florida and anybody from the Northeast, they would be like migrating to the East coast of Florida. But um, no, I just think that Tampa, it, it's a lot more diverse since I was growing up there. I mean, the sports teams, you know, it's great that the Lightning are doing so well. They're trying to compete for a third straight, you know, Stanley Stanley Cup. What would you say is your most favorite sport? I would say a tie between football and baseball. Covered football for a really long time. Love college football. Love the NFL. Um, so football is definitely one. And then baseball, just because I've grown up with it my entire life and – it's so much fun to me to cover games over the course of 162 game season and, you know, cover postseason runs and things like that. So those two are definitely my favorites, but it's not to say that I don't like covering the other sports as well. Favorite athlete who, whom you've met along the way in, you know, covering sports. Um, my favorite athlete. Let me think about that. I would go with, someone on the Bucks. who did I enjoy talking to there's so many people the uh, music. I don't have it but <laughs> I'm gonna go with I thought Mike Evans was always a really great interview um very honest and very respectful with his answers so I'd have to say Mike Evans um of the Bucks. and he just broke the 1,000 yard mark again for the eighth straight time and I think Randy Moss is the closest with six straight 1,000 yard seasons and you know it, it's amazing that you know these records that the Bucks are breaking individually but you know also as a team collectively and I really think that they have a great chance to repeating and yeah I would love to you know meet Mike Evans I think he's a constant professional you know works hard you know does things the right way um, you know you can tell that he's very talented and skilled and you know, he seems like he's very family oriented too, and he's a great ambassador for the Bucks and, and, and the game. But I think that's a great that's a great choice. Uh, any athletes uh, or coaches you would hope to meet, you know, in the future? You know, people that you haven't met yet, but you would you would like to meet, or maybe even possibly work with. Yeah, I mean, I love tennis too. I I've never covered tennis in my career, but uh, played it growing up. So I think. Meeting Serena Williams and getting to interview her would be awesome. Big fan of hers, and I think she's the greatest female athlete of all time. So I definitely say Serena Williams. Yeah, that that's that's a great answer, and I had the privilege, I would say, meeting Andre Agassi and his wife Steffi Graf. You know, um, mm -hmm. and that was that was pretty cool. A brief conversation with Andre Agassi, but, but I, tennis wasn't you know my main sport. You know, growing up, I had the chance to meet. You know, Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter and Johnny Damon and Bill Walton. I mean, just the list, you know, goes on and on. And, you know, it's like for me, like once you meet Michael Jordan, you know, my basketball idol, uh, you know, 
you know, everybody else you meet, it's still, it's still an honor and it's still a big uh, thing. But, you know, for me, I was, you know, fortunate enough to meet, you know, you know, my idol, uh, Michael Jordan. And I think that, you know, with these athletes, I mean, the way that they conduct themselves on, you know, on the basketball court or tennis court or on a football field, I mean, they're in the top 1% or half of 1% of skill and ability. Um, you know, if you had the ability to play a sport, um, you, you mentioned tennis. Um, I don't know if you have interest in like soccer or other sports, but if you had the ability to play a sport, you know, what would that be and why? I guess I would go with, I mean, I played soccer. I played tennis. I would go with a sport that is really difficult. I'd go with golf because golf is very challenging, not only physically, but mentally more. And I feel like that's always something we need to work on in life is just the mental aspect of, of everything, whether that be work or sports, the mental toughness aspect. So I would probably say golf. And people don't think of it as a team sport, but, you know, they're interacting, you know, with their caddies. I mean, they have, I'm sure like any other athlete, they have their sports psychologists and because it's fans are right on the golf course. I mean, and they're walking from hole to hole in a, in a, in a tournament, you know, there is a lot of relationship building, if you will, maybe not so much with the fans, but the, you know, their caddy who they have to be on point with, they have to be in sync to be able to be able to compete at the highest of levels but you know it's interesting like we use the word or you mentioned the word you know challenge in, in our episode um do you like where the industry is going do you think that there are not enough challenges or do you like that because it's always evolving and because we don't know where social media is going to take the industry maybe five ten years from now you know what are things that you'd like to see that the industry you know turn into or certain things to adopt or are you happy the way the industry is now? I think that there are going to be challenges no matter where the media industry goes. Uh, I think there are going to be challenges if it stays the way it is, that people aren't going to tune in as much and just tune into, you know, social media content. So that'd be one challenge if, if things stay the same. But then again, if social media explodes, there's going to be a challenge. I don't know. Will people tune into live sports on a daily basis. I'm not entirely sure. So I, I guess I don't know where the industry is going, but I guess I do like the social media aspect because I think that all of us are so obsessed with our phones as sad as I think that is and how I am not a fan of the explosiveness or the explosion of social media and how much of a, of a role it plays in our world uh, in this day and age. But I think it gives way to covering sports and, and, you know, getting interview interviews and, and certain aspects of the game that you weren't necessarily able to get before in a, in a traditional telecast. So I guess it's, there's pros and cons to everything. So I, I guess I do like some of the special features or the additives that social media has given to the sports world. But then again, it's just, I don't know where it's headed and it seems that, you know, live broadcasts and everything have, have worked for so long. So why change it? But I get all the social media stuff. And do you like sports? You know, you know, you can watch a game in real time and, you know, you're doing that obviously throughout the course of a season, but do you like the history behind sports? You know, do you ever go on YouTube and maybe watch an old game from years ago or, do you like the stats and information that 
is tied to the industry, you know, you know, or the documentaries that are created, in, you know, for, you know, athletes like profiles and all that. I mean, do those things interest you as well? Well, I mean, all the stats and everything has to interest me. That's kind of part of my job. So yeah, I, I would definitely say Yes, um, stats are a huge part of the industry, especially, you know, when you do talk about history, because you're comparing games in, in this day and age to some of the first football games or some of the first baseball games and, you know, Babe, Ru Babe Ruth's era in, in baseball. So things have changed. But yeah, I mean, I do appreciate history, whether that be football or, or baseball or any sport, really. It's hard not to like the history of sports because we've come so far. Um, but yeah, that, that's my answer. I mean, I can appreciate all of the history and yeah, stats are a, a vital part of our job and uh, it makes it fun. I always liked, you know, the idea of like covering the Olympics. Have there been Olympics that you've covered before in, in, in your career? Or would you yeah, ever want to cover the Olympics? Yeah, I covered the Olympics in 2018 in South Korea. And there was a lot of pride associated with being an American in South Korea at that time. And Team USA did very well in, in the total medal count and the gold medal counts. That was an experience that I'll never forget and was so much fun getting to witness some moments like the U.S. women's hockey team beat Canada for a gold medal. I was in the arena and got to see that. Wow. Um, what was that environment very long like? Days. It, it, I'm sorry? What was that environment like? It was awesome. It's something that I think I'll remember for the rest of my life. It was so loud in there and the American flags were out, Team Canada flags were out, and we got to do some post-game interviews with the women after they had won gold. And it was just hard to describe how, how proud you felt to be from this great country and to represent the United States and for them to come out on top over Canada in that game. And just the experience at the Olympics overall was just unforgettable. And I was very lucky to do that. And what was it like being in another country like South Korea? I mean, have you traveled to other countries inside and outside of work? I mean, you know, relationship building is dissimilar, you know, in other countries when you compare it to probably ours. I mean, some things might be the same, but, you know, what was that like not only covering the Olympics, but being in another country like South Korea and just getting to experience the culture and, and you know, maybe where you were staying or, you know, whom you might have been, you know, interacting with on, on the job? Well, it was definitely different because English was not the first language there. So there were some language uh, barrier problems, but um, we worked in a NBC room at the time. And so I got to work alongside with, or along with, I should say, several people from NBC stations across the country. So that was very neat. And I still keep in contact with a lot of those people and, and see their work and see what they're doing. I'm not entirely sure if they'll be going to the Olympics in uh, China this year, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. Definitely a culture shock. That was my first time traveling internationally for work, but it was, it was great. I always felt safe and um, met a lot of very nice people, nice, hardworking people along the way. What would you say would be your ideal even if you don't know exactly what it might be, but in, in closing, what would you say would be an ideal situation for your next job? Something maybe similar to what you've done so far. Maybe it's an area that you are looking to explore within the industry, but you haven't um, had the chance to do your full due diligence, if you will. But 
do you know? Not entirely sure yet. I mean, I definitely loved working for Valley Sports North Minneapolis, doing the pregame and postgame shows with an analyst and getting to build a relationship with an analyst was just huge for me. And it was so much fun interacting with them on a daily basis and especially getting to know one team all season long and follow one team was fun because you got to know the players a lot more than my big 10 job when you're just traveling every single week to a different school. You don't necessarily get to meet the coaches every single week and, and build a relationship with the coach or, or players. So I'm not necessarily sure right now. Uh, I definitely love working in football and I love doing the pre and post game shows. So either of those would be a great option. And maybe there's something that I'm just not thinking of that I would like to give a try, but I've kind of liked everything that I've done in my career so far. And if I can, you know, do it somewhere else maybe, or in a different location and kind of do what I've been doing this whole time, that would be great, but always open to new opportunities too. So I guess the short answer is not sure yet, but we'll figure it out. That's great. And I'm sure it'll all work out and you have so much experience. You have a wealth of experience, you know, in the different stops along the way that you've placed that you've worked at and you've learned so much and gained so much knowledge and especially covering the sports too. So I'm sure you'll do uh, very well on your next assignment and I wish you all the best and yeah, keep me posted you know where your next stop will take you on your journey in broadcasting any final words about relationship building that we might have not covered that you feel like are very important for the audience to know about what relationship building means to you in a team environment I think uh, relationships in this business are huge I mean it's definitely who you know and at that same point it's about you know being easy to work with so if people aren't able to build easy relationships with you that's definitely not going to propel you further in your career so it kind of goes both ways I'll say you know building relationships with people that you work with and having them build relationships with you and making it easy to form connections between between the people that you're working with is big and um yeah I mean it's it's a huge part of every job I would say, but especially this job because it takes a lot of people to put on a broadcast. It's not just me, it's a whole lot of people. So if you don't get along with any of those people, that's a problem. Well said, and I really wanna thank you for the time that you've shared today, talking about relationship building in a team environment. Annie, wish you all the best on your next uh, stop in your career. Look forward to hearing more and thank you for uh, just sharing your insight about relationship building because everybody, all the guests I've had on have had their own definition and also providing all the different anecdotes that really made their episode unique. So I really learned a lot and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, take care. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.